0: Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Glory to God. Well, good morning this morning. Welcome to Vessels of Honor. And, uh, you know, it's a good thing today because, like, uh, if I was... If, if I took on the occupation this morning and had to say something like, I was a farmer then you guys all being dirt is a good thing. You know what I mean? I mean, from, from what you were crafted to what you are, you know, and I still remember that whole thing when you get all wet, you nothing but mud, but whatever. I mean, you guys are the clay of the earth, but the thing is, the beauty of it is the exact resting place of God's Word is soil. And so, so His Word today will come and sit in the soil of our heart. And you know what you are? You're good soil. I mean, so, so as we... We'll go to, to the Lord in prayer today, and we're going to ask on some of the soil, Lord, if there's thorns that are encroaching into our life, May those be removed. If there's hard, stony ground, things that we're not allowing the word to penetrate, that that too will be removed from our life. And we don't. We don't. Nobody here. Now, I know because this is an early morning crowd, so I know that nobody here is the one that just lets the word fall upon them and Satan steals that seed away. See, we're all receivers of the word of God here today, right? I mean, we are, we are soil. And the Lord, he is a great farmer, but he's only looking for that awesome soil. He wants 30, 60, and 100 fold. His desire is to put something into you. And so we'll come to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you that today, Lord, we open up and bear the soil of our hearts to you. Father, plant your word deep. May it take root, Father, that that we may produce after the seed that is within us. Father, we thank you that you are here. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that as he works and teaches and leads and guides us, that he is prompting our very innermost being. Father, that your word will separate those things that are spirit and soul on the inside of us. Those things, Lord, that are the very thoughts and intents of the heart. Father, that we will press in after you and we will know those things that are not of you. And we thank you, Father, for your word and your anointing today day in jesus name amen amen and so we'll start with a review we'll we'll review we we are on identity before behavior and so really simple i love how the lord's been doing this but anyway if anybody got to do the daily walk with me over all these things it's it's it really is amazing to me but uh Identity before behavior. So last week we saw that biblical true knowledge. We got that in Colossians and in 1 Peter. And there is a true knowledge. Does that mean that there can be false knowledge? Oh, okay, okay. Simple, right? Okay. So that the biblical true knowledge allows us to release the behaviors of heaven. Because we do because of who we are. Right? Just out of, it's just outflow. That's all it is. We do because of who we are. This mind renewal about our identity is mandatory for the strongholds of our past to be torn down. Now, who came without a past? Okay, right. That's what I mean. We all need this. So praise the Lord. I mean, every one of us needs something from our past cut off and renewed. But the Lord did it in full through the creation or, or through the new creation process when we accepted Christ into our hearts. So, we learn that our new identity comes with new habits. These should be what we are known for because we are the sum total of our habits. If you're always patient, somebody will say that you are a patient person. You know what? If you're always kind, then you are always, uh, you're a kind person. You are known by the sum total of your habits. Sarcasm could be a, (laughs) why are there chuckles in the crowd? No, I'm just, but uh, anyway, so we talked about one of the examples there at the end was we were talking about a smoker and how many people that have dealt with this. And I'm just saying they identify with their habit and they didn't, walk away see they didn't identify if their identity was I'm not a smoker why are you offering me a cigarette then once that identity is removed then they don't have it you know I'm not an addict any longer I don't have those things I don't food doesn't control me um you know my my sensual desires don't control me I I I'm no longer it's not I who live but Christ who lives within me and, and so we find that through an identity That new identity, that new created identity that we have, the power or the opportunity because the other identity doesn't exist. You're lying to yourself when you're doing things that are contrary to the spirit, spirit within you. You formed knowledge in your head and you keep overriding your spirit When you keep doing the things that you knew to do over what you've been made to do. I exalted the position of a man or money or these things, so I did these things. Instead of exalting the position of the Most High that sees me through these things. Right? Okay. And so... We, we know that we are who we identify as. And we know that the whole world is messed up with identity right now. So, uh, I'm not even, we're not even playing that. I mean, you just take this, go apply it, see how the Spirit leads you, go. So we must replace our old thoughts that led us to our current identity. Does this make sense? I mean, is this, that seems pretty basic. Okay, we, so we're going to replace our old thoughts that led us to our current identity. Christ created the only true path to freedom. He who the Son has set free is glory to God. And I love it. One day the Lord told me, he said, indeed. He goes, you know, like the title deed, like get out the paper and show somebody that I'm free indeed. It's in the contract. I signed it. There's blood on it. This thing's been approved. The covenant's there. And I am free indeed. And so... That's what we did. He's created the only true path to freedom. He sacrificed his life for a substitutionary process that we may take the life that he left. He gave it to us freely. Did he charge anybody for it? So you got to take your filthy rags, your past, and lay them and pick up the gift of Christ. Christ. And you're worthy of it. So, when this replacement is acknowledged. Now, here's the thing about acknowledgement. I, I, the Lord had me doing a bunch of English stuff. If you guys knew me, English is not my game. I speak American. No, I'm just joking. Um, <clears throat> so, just, just what it is. But so, is, he, he wrote, I, he had me write this. He said, when this replacement is acknowledged. And I went, okay. Let's let's for some reason he stops me. I have to know what acknowledge means Um, I know what knowledge is right? Everybody everybody knows what knowledge is. We understand that this is what we're putting in us and we're learning, but what's the act? Anybody got the act in knowledge? Okay, here we go. I I do I, I got it here. Here's the act in knowledge act means to knowledge the word to, to to knowledge or toward knowledge near knowledge in addition to knowledge or by knowledge. So act means to or toward, near, in addition to or by. So when we act knowledge, when we when we go in addition to knowledge, so what is that in addition? Well, so there's one other, now I'll, I'll get to the, some synonyms and some antonyms, okay? Because sometimes this helps us. We're going to just understand a word here. We understand that when we draw near to God, he what? Draws near to us. So if we acknowledge God, whoa, whoa, we're, we're going somewhere all of a sudden. We got near God and he got near us. Whew, that's good stuff, but um, I mean, we're not we're not we're not gonna do that yet. Uh, let's see. So, synonyms to acknowledge, admit. What if we admit God? What about accept or grant? Do we grant God? Do we accept God? How about allow? Do we allow God? This is what acknowledge means. Allow. These are all synonyms. Concede. Holy smokes. <laughs> Do we concede to the knowledge of God? Whoa. Oh, okay. We're gonna keep going. Um, confess. Whoa, whoa. Wait a second. That. I think I heard about confession once. May have been in this camp. I'm. I'm just. Uh, Word of faith. Words are confession. No, no, writings of faith camp. Writings, that's what we're, we're, word, wait, 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 rhema was a spoken word, the spoken word of God? Word of faith, confession? Man, this stuff seems like it's just, is that profound? Or is it simple? Or did he take the simple things and confound the wise? Come on now. God speaks to fishermen, he loves carpenters, he likes, you know, he likes sailors, let's, let's go talk to somebody. Anyway, confess is a synonym for acknowledge. Own, to own it. Do you own the knowledge of God? We're talking about true knowledge. We were talking about acquiring or acknowledging or true knowledge of God. So this is what we're, I'm getting at. <clears throat> Do we appreciate? Holy smokes. These synonyms, these are just synonyms. I was doing English study. The Lord just slapped me all over. So I, I appreciate. Do I appreciate God? Do I appreciate what he has? Do I recognize God. Acknowledge. Recognize. There's only one left. Realize. Realize, God. Realize knowledge. Realize. So, so here's the thing. So we go through all these synonyms, and they're wonderful, and they, they create so much. I mean, did your minds go places? Did you start seeing things? Just going through a list of synonyms there of what God is and how he is, and wow. And then... I went, well, what's the antonyms? I'm just curious. There's only three. There's only three. This is... The antonyms of acknowledge is to reject. So which one are you doing with God? When we take our past and we try to override our spirit, our new creation... Do we allow our past to reject the spirit nature on the inside of us? Another antonym. Deny. Can you deny God? Yeah. Just like you can reject him. See, the first thing he gave man was a free will. So... Antonyms, reject, deny, or to ignore. Just ignore. This is not acknowledging God. And so, when we start talking about these things in our identity, are we rejecting, denying, and ignoring the creation? Because of no regeneration? Why do we need to know who we are in Christ? Because when we have this identity, we will have an outflow. So, we place this life-giving seed into the soil of our hearts. When we replace our understanding with the Word of God, we place His seed into us. This reminds me of the parable of the mustard seed. This parable is crazy. Both verses. Go ahead and hit me one of those photos. Now, I don't know what photos they got, so let's find out. Ah, that's a great first photo. Do you see what's in the fingers? Mustard seed. But do you see what's over there? Does anybody know? Okay, so right there, leave that up for just a moment, and let me read Matthew 13, 31 through 32. I'm going to read the whole parable, so bear with me. He, yeah, we're going to get there. I didn't take the soils. Uh, We he presented another parable to them, saying, "The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed." Do you see the kingdom right there? Do you see it? It's right. It's right. It's right. It's that little black dot. That's the kingdom of heaven. You care to know? If anybody's confused, maybe we'll continue. Um, his, his disciples asked for clarity later, just so you guys know. Um, so if you need clarity later, look around, find, a, find somebody, and see if the God on the inside of them has an answer. There we go. When a man took a, and sowed it in his field, and this is smaller than all other seeds, but when it is full grown, it is larger than the garden plants, and becomes a tree, hence the other part of this, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. That's the whole parable. So let's see. So we got a seed and we got a tree. Go ahead and hit me another one. Let me let's see what the next photo is. I want, I want to look. Oh, there it is. You know, that's an herb. It's those little things you get. It's the largest of the garden uh, plants. It says it right there, and it's true. It's the largest of the garden... It's average size of a mustard tree is 20 feet tall and 20 feet wide. Some are known to grow 30 feet tall and 30 feet wide. They always usually are in cor- correspondence of height and size to roots and everything, kind of like you know about trees. But they have a tendency of being actually very wide. Is that not a wide tree? Okay, I'm just, I'm just looking. To, let's go one more, please. Last one. The, I believe there's only a... Yeah. Well, that one's got to be a 30-footer, by the looks of it to me. They found a big one. <laughs> but, but again, look. at I'm, I said I didn't pick them. I just asked them to grab some. And I knew I would have to deal with it. No, i understood. But look at that. Look how tall it is. Look how wide it is. This is amazing. So... You can kill it if you want to or leave them, whatever, whatever you guys got. This is where I'm going. This is what the Lord said to me. I'm reading the scripture. He takes me to this parable. So did anybody get the kingdom of heaven yet? The kingdom of heaven is like. And the Lord hits me. He says this because of what I'm studying. He says, faith habits. We take the small habits of heaven that will turn into the greatest things in your life. As the mustard seed, you become what you do. Or you will be known by your actions. Wait, mustard seed, faith, faith, actions. There's no correlation, I don't believe. Maybe, Oh, wait, there is. Your habits are the outward expression of your heart. Or your belief system, or your faith. These works of faith always start small, but given time, for all promises are birthed through time and patience. The promises of God, how are you gonna obtain them? Faith and patience, that's time. Faith takes time. So if you're going to get this, don't quit. Do you know that nobody's ever finished that quit? I know it's a deep thought, but the reality is... You guys were really thinking hard there. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that to you. But um, nobody that ever quit finished, just just so you know. (laughs) Lord. Um, So these small works of faith will grow into a tree. I love this. This is what the Lord said. A tree others will even find rest in. The birds of the air will rest on the limbs of your faith plant. They will sit in the shade of your faith plant. They will find protection from the storms that rage in their lives under your faith plant. Why do we need to be people of faith? To be grounded, to be strong, to offer the birds of the air, the people around, the things that are there, to come in and find some strength. Some shelter, some comfort. How did it happen? If you tried to find comfort underneath a grass stalk, when this faith has started, you're going to find yourself. The bird's going to land on it and crush it, okay? So we got people that have tried to establish faith in areas, and they're not big enough for a, somebody to come and find shelter, and they're trying to nestle up next to them. Ooh. Does everybody know that faith is measurable? Oh my, such great faith I have not seen. Why are you of little faith? Why do you have no faith? Why, you know, you have such great faith. I mean, we got levels in the word of God. All these words are measuring faith. And so we find that we have to have faith. Your manifestation of the small seed that was sown in the soil of your heart reveals the character of God. Now, here we go. We've been talking about identity. We've been coming out of uh, 2 Peter. Here we go. This is what the Lord had me right. Oh, I'm going to start over again. Your manifestation of the small seed that was sown in the soil of your heart reveals the character of God. Love. Love that is non-discriminatory, for all have sinned. This love overlooks marital status, race, upbringing, income, even the current stormy situation in one's life. And now I have to ask this question. What tree chose who admired it or who partook of its offerings? Were you ever rejected by a tree when you guys went up to pick an apple or find something underneath it? Did it reject you? So who are we when we're living out of what God designed us to be and called us to? When somebody walks up to partake of the fruit of your life, your very identity will yield. That fruit would be your behavior. Anyone around is the answer to who partakes. For all are welcomed. Whether shade or shelter, refreshing rest or refreshing fruit, the little faith seed has abundant provision because its identity was formed in Christ. The Creator put Himself into creation. And I'll just use Galatians 2.20 again. For I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I live is not my own. I live in the flesh. I live by faith of God. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. So we need to form our future, one healthy habit, faith habit, belief, one healthy belief at a time. And we don't, when we come across these new acquisitions of knowledge, and as we start to grow, realize that we're not going to support anybody. Because it's going to take time and patience. It's going to take some faith. Many people are finding new things to stand on and getting crushed by the thorn and the briar that's growing up beside them because they haven't taken the time to mature in it. They're right, but they're hurting. They find themselves in despondency. Has anybody else done this? Has anybody found a great revelation from God, jumped out on it, and just... Find your, you're trying to tell everybody about it and find yourself flat on your face because you didn't substantiate it all? You didn't grow in it? You didn't allow yourself to be tested and grow through it so that when you come back, it becomes a testimony? And so, we're learning who our identity is. As a lover of God, that's an identity word. I'm a lover of God. I, put, I found out who I are. You know what I mean? I are a lover of God. Like a painter paints and a taper t- tapes, and you know what I mean? Contractor contracts, a lawyer laws, you know what I mean? A doctor docs. That's what I said before. Anyway, uh, but uh, I find out who I are. I are a lover of God. You know, that's my identity. I make time for Him. Uh-oh, wait, 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 why would I make time for him? Because it's my identity. How many people have lovers that they've never made time for? That's not a lover. Uh, oh, whoa, Lord, no, less, no, glory. Anyway, read a chapter this week. Oh, Lord. Yeah, anyway, I read half of it to my wife. That was great, too. Um... How to make love to your wife? Whew, it was juicy. Oh, it was. Yeah, <laughs> she's turning red already. Oh, Whew. how to make love to your wife? It's good stuff. Everybody should know it, by the way. I mean, unless you're given to a grace that I'm not, but whatever. That's that's your grace. But uh, you know, love. It's not necessarily an intimate act because I love everybody and if we're being patient with them and kind with them it's not a moment it's not necessarily a physical thing true love comes from the expression of the and we keep uh degrading it down to a physical act But until it's an expression of the heart, you haven't even done it. And so, I mean, I was learning how to to make love to my wife. (laughs) See, (laughs) it twists you through your head, but, you know, it's a real good book. It's in the book Maximum Impact by Tim Story, and it was wrote by Creflo Dollar. Anyway, and that goes way back, if anybody wants to know. But, uh, whew, you get in there. And so, if you get like a Southern draw and a little bit of a black preacher, and whoo, you can, you can, and that's what I was doing to my wife when I was reading it. I just, and she's like, I knew it had to be from somebody down there because I was like, oh, man. But uh, anyway, as an identity of a lover of God, I will make time for God. I know I've stated it before. All I got to do is walk through your house, and I'll find out what you made time for. Did you make time for shopping? Did you I, I remember I had an aunt. I still have an aunt, but I don't think she's quite in this phase anymore. Does anybody remember like the glass unicorns and all the little things in like the '80s? You know I mean, blowing glass of anything? And yeah, Tony's probably got swords and dragons, but anyway, uh, but anyway, they're, they're just uh, People have this thing, and, and you know that your kid made time for Star Wars or Star Trek, or they made time for Pokemon, or they made time for shopping, or they made, you know, I walked through your house, did you make time for hunting? I have no ideas with all these heads laying around here. I mean, did you make time for, for what? Did, what? the All I see is nothing but kneading bowls and baskets and all this cooking stuff. Do you make time for that? I know what you make time for. Because another thing, where's your money? Uh oh. And so we walk through people's houses, we we get in their vehicles, and we look around, you're like, whoa, you got a lot of time for Mickey D's, don't you? There is so many rappers on that floor, and you must go through every day. You know? Has anybody ever convicted me of my coffee habit? I've made time for it and spent money on it. By the way, that's about $1,700 to $2,100 a year if, or yeah, if you will buy a cup of coffee at a drive-thru every day. So, I mean, that's 5% of your income if you're making $40,000 a year. That's half of what God gets. (laughs) Right? Get me Maxwell House. No, I'm just, God called me to Folgers. Yeah. Um, but so we walk through. We'll find out that your identity, because then what do people say? You're a hunter. You're a cook. You're a, shop, you're, you're a bargain shopper. I mean, oh, my Lord. I am as guilty as Lindsay. If anybody ever knows, nobody knows this except for anybody in my shop and maybe in my house. Because Terry knows this. Is he here? This, Terry. What do, what did, when Terry gave me his pocketbook and I worked for him, what did your shop look like? Costco. <laughs> Everything looks like Costco when Mike's involved. We buy paint 500 to 1,000 gallons at a time. You know what 1,000 gallons of paint looks like up here? We buy mud by pallets and stack it in the shop. I got pictures of masking tape and rolls. I got y- y- what you don't realize is I buy books for people. I got stacks of books and I hand them out all the time. Have, how many people in here have I've given a book to? I'm just curious. Oh, look at that. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. I'll get it to you. Yours will be on marriage. Uh, no. <laughs> <just> <laughs> Newlyweds need all the help they can get. Okay, and this guy's like, I don't even, you're not even a year into it yet, crying out loud. Whew, yeah, yeah, so, glory to God. But, I mean, so I buy books and books, and I never buy one. I don't know if you know, this is the craziest part. I buy 10, because a 10-pack, I'll save five bucks, and I got nine more to give out. I mean, that, I'm a giver. Why do I buy so much? So that I can sew. I got seed everywhere. I'm putting it in the ground everywhere. It's what we do. And so we live out of this. This is who we are. And so we find out who our behaviors are because of our identity. Are we, do I identify as a lover? Do I identify as a giver? Do I identify with the Christ that is on the inside of me? And so we have what we need to make. A lot of people wanted to have do goals. We kind of talked about this a little bit. Where they do their new New Year's resolutions and they start to make, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to, right? I mean, you guys have done the do goals a bazillion times. But why don't you write who goals? What's a healthy person do? Well, I'll just say no to sugar. Sugar. When I go to the restaurant, because i got plenty at home. You know, whatever, I don't. But if we start to make who goals from who we are, you'll find that you're empowered to do it. Now, here's the thing about a who goal. You know what? If somebody says they're healthy, and let's say they get up every day, and they say, I just want to do uh, 10 push-ups a day. Okay. Well, what happens? Well, sometimes they up it to 15. Sometimes they're like, well, I'm going to add in 10 sit-ups. All of a sudden, they say, you know what? I'm going to turn down a soda, and I'm going to drink water. I I got that, you know? And all of a sudden, next thing they know, they they, they go, you know what? Well, you know what? My friend always wants to meet at McDonald's, but that's not the greatest place. I'm going to go to, like, some salad place. Is there a salad place? I haven't found it yet, so whatever. (laughs) uh, Anyway. Soup and such. Anyway. uh, (laughs) But (laughs) anyway, there's a... You find... And, and all of a sudden, you'll start making healthier things. Why? Because on the inside of you, you start to develop an identity that you are a healthy person. Uh, no, I'll skip dessert. That's okay. You know what? I, I, I'd rather use uh, natural sugars, so I'm just using honey in my coffee, in my tea. And so they start finding things. Now, if they go to do all these habit changes at one time, we've all felt flat on our face. Because we were small in faith. But if we take the one who goal, because of who you want to be, so you want to be, here's some little areas. I already mentioned health. How about your finances? Who are you? Are you a giver? Do you live in the pressed down, shaken together, running over, lap of the Most High God? I mean, he's dumping things on you. Are you a giver? If you're not a giver, guess what? Not a receiver. Okay. That's fine. Okay. You're a receiver. Still love it. One of the greatest things, if you guys ever want to look it up, uh, look up Michael Jr. He's a com- comedian. Find some of the stuff. Anyway, he has one in there that's fantastic. He talks about going through, I th- believe he uses Starbucks, going in for a coffee, and he's in line, and uh, he, he pulls up to the place, and, and they said, somebody in front of you bought your drink. And so he, uh, he takes his uh, coffee and drives off. Because he's a receiver. And the person that buys the drink behind him is not a receiver. They have an identity problem. Who gets to give you a gift if you keep passing along? You're eating your seed. He gives seed to the sower, but he also gives bread so that you may eat thereby. Why don't you receive some bread? Cheddar, bread, never mind. Anyway, uh, sorry. But uh, we got a lot of people that don't know. They're not even receivers. I know people that won't allow you to stick out their hand to help them onto the podium. I got this. Not a receiver. It's easy. Can't hold the door for them. Can I get you a cup of coffee? Oh, no, I'll get it myself. You're not a receiver. Come on. Yeah, coming from the usher. Who only wants to help and literally has an identity. R, usher, it's who he are. Uh, anyway, but it's, it's there. He will help you ush. Uh-huh. <laughs> ush, yeah, there we go. <laughs> anyway. Glory to God. But so we have, we, we have all these. So from your identity, find out what your behavior would be and make that your goal. If you are, if your marriage has to have it, it's not about doing anything. It's about who you are. If you're a faithful husband, you don't look at porn. Right? Why would I do something with my eyes like that? I'm faithful. I want that to be a desire of the heart. That's who I am on the inside. And I want to be a good husband. So we find, and woman, I mean, I know those issues all fly around. But in marriage, we we find these things. So who are we? We find our identity. Are we trustworthy? Are we honest? Because now out of who we are, we can now make decisions and we start having behaviors because it's who we are. And it's way easier to just go, oh, I'm not going to lie. Okay. (laughs) I don't know how many times I said these these words to my wife. I mean, there's times where I had to apologize on other sides, but I, I would say things like, um, I it's true nonetheless and I know I'm sorry for how I said it my tone may have been better those things are there but we I, you know you say something in exchange and you're like but this is where the, this is the, the truth now I may not have done it in perfect love as far as looking into their future what does love do it always hopes always perseveres and always believes so that those are all words of the future so when you're doing something in love you're looking into someone's future to make a declaration, it's prophecy. And it simply exhorts, edifies, encourages. So when you give something in, you want to give the truth in exhortation, you want to give the truth to edify, to build them up, to make an edifice. You want to create their future. So when you do it in love, you say, I'm sorry, I didn't do it in love. But it was a truth. I didn't edify. And so we see our behavior roles of male and female. Our prayer life. I just want to pray. I'm just going to give you five minutes now, Lord. And I slipped up and gave you eight yesterday. And, and man, I see ten coming. You know what I mean? And, but the thing is, is let's, what are we going to do? It's out of who we are. I'm a prayer, so what do I do? If I believe in prayer, if I believe in communication with God, if I believe that he's intimate with me, will I make time for him? Yes. And so, Lord, I wake up in the morning and all I want to do is, if all I do is I say, thank you, Father, and I step out of bed. But I started, I'm I'm a praiser, I'm a worshiper, I'm uh, worship me has to do with sacrifice. We talked about that a few weeks ago. I mentioned that. See, it when did you lace? I worship God, so every day, what are you sacrificing? When do you find yourself putting down your flesh for Him because you worship Him? When did we take that one moment? And maybe, and the thing is, is he's not asking for much. He just wants the little moment because he knows that faith planted in the soil of these perfect people he created. He knows what he made. He knows what comes out. He knows what the tree looks like. He knows your future. Will you allow him to walk in the little things and grow? I'm I'm, there's no way I'm going to get through Corinthians thirteen because I was going to go for lover. Not with three minutes left. Um, Friendship. If we call ourselves friends, what are these things? Our identity. So I'll jump a little bit here. My identity and thus my habits are disclosed to others by my output. Just as faith has a required output called action. That means strong faith has strong action. That's how you find it. Strong faith has strong action. Lord said that to me. That was this morning. I had to put that back in there. Strong faith puts you on a cross. Strong faith has you die on a cross upside down. Strong faith walks up to Pharaoh. Strong faith, you know... Sits there and tells you, gets you out on the water when the waves and everything's going. Strong faith makes strong statements like Tabitha, arise, and calls dead things out. Strong faith has strong actions. So when we don't see strong faith or strong actions, I know I don't have strong. Faith. Knowledge puffs up. Let your tree grow. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.